What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling art podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTrainingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? We're back again. It's another week, and we're keeping this train rolling of Worlds Collide Wrestling Card Podcasts. We're going to keep flying the flag for wrestling cards, even if not a lot of people are. So here we are today with another episode of This Is Your Cards. People love and, this stuff. Yeah. And today, you know, we, we had MJF last time, right? So I thought, what better than to follow that up with CM Punk? Because they had that great feud. And it, that was one of the few times, you know, if we're going to talk, let's talk about wrestling for just a second. I have a really hard time connecting with modern wrestling because I don't, I can't find myself getting invested in storylines and personal issues. And I think a lot of that is just because a lot of the things you can say and do in professional wrestling now are kind of been neutered a little bit with the political correctness climate that we're in, as opposed to what you used to be able to do in the eighties and nineties. And back then I would get so mad at people or so invested in a baby face that I would want to tune in to see. And I just don't feel that way, but with MJF, and with CM Punk, that feud, it I, it got me. And that for a, a short second in time with AEW, I was not missing any of their TV. So then they, they finished it off with that dog collar match, which was the nice throwback to Greg Valentine and Roddy Piper at Starcade for the yeah, yeah. Crockett's. Man, that was great. But we're not going to talk about this. isn't a straight up wrestling podcast. It's a wrestling <laughs> card podcast. There's a lot of regular wrestling card or wrestling podcasts out there. We're here for the cards. So According to Trading Card Database, only 729 CM Punk cards, which seems very low to me. It does. You know, we always say that. I think that we think that the numbers on these things are really low. So for some of these guys that are just like superstars, you would think they would have like a minimum of like a thousand. But you think, they, yeah. I mean, and, just, and then bootleg stuff, which, would, of course, you know, uh, Trading Card Database doesn't really archive that stuff. So yeah, yeah, correct. So, uh, of course, we got to start with the rookie card, the first card, because that's what everybody <laughs> People wants. don't mind me. I'm actually eating this episode, so don't mind me. <laughs> hey, how many, Tony, how many times have we said it? We got to do what we got to do when we can. So mm-hmm. if, you got, if you guys want this episode and you want us to keep putting these out, you got to deal with Tony eating when he's got to eat. <laughs> hey, the wife sends me food. I can't turn yeah, it down. You got to do what you got to do. So uh, rookie cards. Uh, actually, you know, um, just kind of peek behind the curtain. We do have some notes, so we can kind of go back and forth on what. And we've actually picked the same card, but with a little bit of variation. So Tony, I, I'll let I you noticed take, that. <laughs> I'll let you take the floor on that. Uh, obviously, 2004 Pacific number 34. Uh, I go with the straight base card, not the red parallel. Uh, my reason for that is because I treat parallels and chase cards as it's, it's not part of a base set. It's sort of a little bit of a homage to the old Beckett uh, um, um definition of yeah. what could what could be a a rookie card kind of sense so i still have that mentality a little bit i would go with either one the red uh, parallel or the base but i would as a more of a purist 
mentality to myself, I'd probably mm -hmm. just say the, the base, the base set, number 34. I, I went with the same card, but I went with the red. And I think that's coming from my sports card background of what are the rookie cards that everybody ends up going after, you know, down the road. And it's not the base cards. It's the low number parallels. It's the rookie patch autos. It's, it's those kind of things. So my uh, mind. Flair Jordan. <laughs> except, except for that. Yeah. <laughs> Stick around next week, guys. We're going to have a talk. We're going to have an interesting discussion for you next week about rookie cards. You're going to love it, but sticking, <laughs> sticking with this, that's immediately what my mind went to. And I don't think either of us are right or wrong. One thing I do want to throw out here is, uh, he also had that tag team card in the same set. Yep. Yep. The and gathering. So a, a lot of people may want to consider that, but I mean, you know, I like this card because it's just him. Like, yep. you know, it, it's kind of like the Brock Lesnar, you know, he's got all these cards in the same year, but everybody picks that one because yep. that's kind of what, and I think that's kind of what we decided on here. Another thing I like about this card, I just talked about his dog collar match with MJF. Yep. And we're going to talk about another dog collar match later on. But in this image, he's got the dog collar on. And I think that's just a really cool, like, career thing that kind of ties things together for this card. Yep. All right, moving on. Best card. Uh, I'll, I'll start this one. And this is 2006. I don't know how to pronounce this. Is it Lamin, Lamin cards? Lamin cards, yeah. They that's are how acetate cards they're clear plastic uh very i've yet to see another design in wrestling cards i've seen some sports cards kind of do similar stuff to this but this is a very unique design where it's a real cool picture it's clear and the card it's a basic design but it's just something that's really unique and different so it's card number 76 you can check that out wrestlingtrainingcards.com or anywhere yep. else start with wrestlingtrainingcards.com obviously and if for some reason we don't have images up then you can go check somewhere else. But um, I've seen I some mean, other, I've seen some <laughs> other people talking about these sets of cards and uh, it's, I, I don't know that they're that rare or scarce. Maybe you can tell us more about them, but it's just not something I see a lot of people talk about. And they put out multiple years, by the way. So it's uh, 2006, seven, eight, nine, they put out multiple years, keeping the same type of design. As a matter of fact, too, you know, the roster changes and stuff like that, but it's usually a picture of someone on the left side of the card. Uh, and then almost kind of like a cutout where the rest of the card is clear and the back of it would have like on that, you know, now the cutout is on the right side of the card. It would have like bio information, stuff like that on the right side. Um, but it, they just, they pop when you get those things uh, signed. If you want to get this, I was gonna card say signed, that. they pop so well with paint pens on there. Um, they're just a cool looking card. I know that um, some people were, uh, someone was looking for some, uh, you know, uh, Zach Ryder and Brian Myers type of, uh, you know, rookie cards like that from that. And I found them in storage. Um, but I, I thought I had so many of them, but they made official binders for that stuff. And the binders would have a checklist on the inside, uh, back and in, in, in front of the inside of the cover. And they're just cool looking cards, man. They're really cool. They're, they're traditional trading card size and, uh, they're just cool looking cards. I think the autograph thing you said is, uh, is huge. Like I've seen some different versions of those signed on the clear part and it's mm -hmm. just, it's just amazing. So uh, maybe those are some inexpensive if you can find them. I think they're a little bit harder to find, but they're not impossible from what they're I've seen. They're not overly impossible. They were released yeah. over in Europe. I think they're Italian. Um, yeah. And uh, they're made by a company called Edibus, uh, uh, I think they're called. Um, and they've made other kind of things out there too, like little gaming type cards that are smaller in size and uh, they're collectible, of course. You know, there's a game aspect to it, but there's also yeah. a collectability aspect. They're like, 
Um, and so they made a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that came out of Italy and of Europe's like that. Uh, you can go check out Husker has matter of fact, uh, he's got a lot of that stuff listed on his website and singles to like, uh, to go check that kind of stuff out. Again, great cards. If you can find them, if you're going to an indie show and there's or a convention or a top rope con or whoever they're when, wherever someone's signing, if they've got cards and they're in this set, it'd be a good one to pick. So, uh, Tony, you are up with your best CM Punk card. Uh, you mentioned it several times already, but I love the brand new uh, 2022 AEW match dated moments number five, which I dog collar match. Yep. It's, it's a just, great I mean, looking card. There's a lot of great cards. I mean, we can go back and check some of the top stuff. I can go back and say, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, his TNA cards, I want to, but I really like that look of that. Just there's a, after an, a, a, a classic match that he had, and there's just like just there with the, the chain still around him. He's uh, you know bloody, sweaty. Just uh, it's just a great looking uh, uh, card. I think it's a good. And I'm not a big fan of action type cards, but it's almost like an action in yeah. the ring pose. It, it's a, just a great looking card. I love it. Also, interesting talking point with that is too with CM Punk. Uh, other than people who are looking for the rookie cards or collecting a specific sets or looking for a specific auto, it seems like many of the people are kind of like not paying attention to what he had in tops and TNA. It's like, they are, they, they, they know he did that stuff, but they're like only collecting his AEW stuff. And I think when you do these match dated moments with these images from the match that people can resonate with and Hey, I was in the crowd that night, or this is the night I became a CM Punk fan. I think those are the style of cards that are kind of going to appeal more to some of the modern collectors who are wanting to collect what it is that they're watching today. And they're not necessarily, even though I disagree with it, they're not wanting to go back and dig into the past and find all the rare stuff. So whatever gets them involved, man. Yeah. I mean, I that, that could, that could be a stepping stone to like, you know, what other cool cards does this person have that I'm really into now. And I guess who's to say if they don't have that mentality and they, they buy this match dated moment card and they hang on to it for 20 years, then they're doing what I do. And they're looking at something from 20 years ago and like, Oh, I remember right where I was, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Exactly. So gotta love wrestling cards. All right. Worst card. Um, 2008 ultimate rivals, John Morrison. Let's see. I have the card number here. It is card number eight. Number eight. And it is this. Okay. He's drop kicking John Morrison, but he's got like John Morrison and him both have like the weirdest poses. It's an action <laughs> shot. So of course I hate it. But you guys just have to go out and look at this. 2008 Tops Ultimate Rivals with John Morrison. It's hideous. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I have to go look it up because I don't even, I don't yeah. know what the image is, but I believe you. I mean, I'm, uh, it sounds horrendous. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just so awkward, the poses that they're making during this drop kick. Uh, I had the 2013 WWE Best of number 52. He's got a shaved head. He's got uh, with Vince on his back and that's like a fireman's carry type thing. Um, it, it's, I don't know. It's just, uh, again, in-ring action shot. Already hate it. Um, <laughs> uh, and then 2010 WWE Flagship number uh, 36. It's just got this stupid look on his face. Uh, he's in some uh, action shot with Mysterio. So, yeah. And again, it's action shots. Like I, I always gravitate towards that. Uh, if it's an action shot, it's already strike one. So uh, then I go and look at it like, okay, is it that bad of an action shot? Is it, is it doing like a special finishing move? Uh, does it look like he just uh, took a dump? Uh, wait, what's going on with the picture that I don't like it so much uh, other than the fact that it's an action shot that I don't like? 
Uh, and I think uh, both these cards probably, uh, you know, hit all the check marks for me. We, we've got this theme. It, it's always the same thing between us. It's the action shots and the facial expressions. It really is. It's just yeah. like, it's some odd thing. And uh, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, there's a couple of them. Uh, when I was doing some research for a different card uh, for hopefully a future episode um, where uh I didn't like a particular shot and it was just a regular studio pose shot. Mm -hmm. And I thought this is a horrible looking picture, but I found something actually worse. So, and you know, on the flip side, like I, I, I still, it's kind of a borderline, whether you call it a posed shot or an action shot, there's, there's some I like that are actually action shots, but they're posed in action. And an example I could give of that was like the prism Brock Lester release where he's, you know, you just mentioned him having him in a fireman's carry mm -hmm. Brock's got him in a fireman's carry. So it's technically an action shot, but when I look at it, it immediately makes me think of every time Brock wants in the ring and he just creates havoc and he's got that menacing look on his face. Well, you open the door here and I'm going to just uh, interject with that. And that is uh, for all the, the hate that a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, that, that a good number of people out there that want to uh, complain about Panini and the Prism uh, product. Um, and there's others who actually love it, you know, and there's yeah. others just on the fence. Uh, one thing that they did really well outside of a, an outstanding checklist of, of characters they had uh, for that inaugural set is there's some great imaging that was done for that. Some great pictures, even action shot stuff yeah. just popped for me on some of those cards. Yeah. I just had to, I had to say that about Panini Prism. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of, there's a lot I don't like, but there is a lot. Like I just gave you an example of a Brock Lesnar card that, I mean, how many tops cards does he have? where he's got somebody getting ready to F5 him in the fireman's carry. But for some reason, this prism one just pops for me. It, it, it Isn't there like a, a, a killer, like Paul Heyman wanted that one too? Like, yeah, action? yeah. He's like, well, he's, he's leaning, he's got the belt and he's like leaning at the camera. That yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. And I could be wrong. I, I, but when I was looking at it, I was looking at the background and I was like, is that the Madison square garden ceiling behind it? Cause that's, a, if it is, that's a cool effect with him being from New York and his mm -hmm. history there. But, I don't know for a fact that that's what building that's in, but if somebody knows, you can correct us, uh, tag us on social media, leave it in the comments of the show. Moving on to the card we would create. So I would create actually a series of cards. Maybe it's five, maybe it's three. Like you, you could divvy, you could figure it out if you really wanted to put out this set. But I would make it a relic and autographs series from his feud with Raven which in my opinion was one of the most fun and awesome things I ever saw him do. I talked when we started off the show about being invested in this storyline with Raven and CM Punk being the straight edge and their kind of the rivalry they had and the bloody cage matches and the dog collar matches and all the little intricate storytelling that went on. And again, this is ring of honor, which didn't really have mass. I don't even know if they had TV at the time. And I just, I saw all this on DVDs. So I, you know, you, you've not got a huge platform, but yet they're telling the story that people still talk about to this day. So I think it would be cool if you could get some relics, you know, um, bloody uh, fist tape, uh, maybe some pieces of chain, pieces of chain link, something like that. If you could like photo match it to those exact pictures that they maybe used in certain matches and maybe have one from the first match and one from the second match, you know, just kind of space it out and do different cards of both Raven and CM Punk and do a series of them. I think it would be yeah. cool. Historical memorabilia set. Yep. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That would be, uh, that would be actually pretty awesome. 
I guess it's my turn. Absolutely. <laughs> Long ass pause there. <laughs> um, it's like, well, are we, we going to say anything? Um, me, you know, I, I'm going to find it very interesting, by the way, before I say what, I, what, what mine was going to be. Mine's pretty simple anyways. But I find it interesting that as much as we talk about how much there's this gravitation towards gold and one of ones isn't that that always are fantasy cards if we could create a card never revolves around that it always revolves around memorabilia it always at some kind of a relic uh, autographs it's like well you know if all the craze and all the hype and all the wonderful uh, the the super valuable stuff that'd be cool to own it's going to be like you know, shiny stuff of just numbered limited stuff mm -hmm. we, we we never we never designed something like that like i want to have just like a a, a gold number to 10 of him in a bloody face from a dog collar i mean we don't ever talk about that yeah and i don't know what that says about us like you know are we the the diehard wrestling card collectors that have just gravitated to that stuff because that's what we've always done or you know is this the stuff that people really want because I, i've i've it's never crossed my mind when we're thinking about it. And I'm, if I'm creating a card and I have the, all the liberties to do whatever I want, this is the kind of stuff I'm going to do. Now it's not just, you know, putting a black t-shirt swatch in there. It's actually, you know, photo match stuff from these events or, sure. you know, like when I had the, when we did the one about the rock, I had an autograph and it could be sticker autograph. Even if you could have an autograph from, from, you know, Dwayne Johnson, uh, what, what was his name? I already forgot when he was Rocky Maivia. You can have uh, The Rock, yeah, yeah. Dwayne John, and you could even do like his characters from the movies and Flex Cavana. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. You know, so you're not gonna find. And when you find those, like these people go crazy for Rock Golds and Rock out of five and out of one, all this stuff. And that, those are, I mean, they're cool looking cards. But when if if I have to pick, I'm gonna pick the crazy auto relic thing every single time, sure. regardless of value. I just, I was just pointing out that I find yeah. it crazy that we, you know, uh, the hype is always around other stuff. And yet when we have, like you said, all the liberties in the world to go and make these fantasy type of things in our, in our fantasy world, uh, we never pick something like that. We just got like, you know, I'm going to keep it simple. Just do like a gold number to five or something, you know? Um, yeah. For, think, for mine, I, uh, think, go ahead. I, I think I look at those when it's in my personal collection, I think they look awesome. But when I look at them, they're always, I don't care if it's a one of one or it's out of 10 or a 50 out of gold. If it's not in the wrestling all-stars, my ECW sets or my cross collection, those are the first things I'm going to sell out of anything else because I know I could get more money for them and then buy the stuff I want. So True. Uh, for mine, uh, mine's a simple autograph card and just a, but it's a five signature autograph card. I like to have uh, a CM Punk autograph with the band members of Living Color. How many times have we been talking about merging music and wrestling? See, it's the best of both worlds for me. Yeah. <laughs> I would take yeah. that every day, man. Just having, like, you know, even if you're not the biggest Living Color fan, they wrote a song that he uses. Uh, it was synonymous with him now. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't written for him, obviously, but um, it's a song that he's uh, adapted, adopted as his own. And uh, it became, like I said, synonymous with him. And, uh, how cool it'd be to have like the band members themselves sign an autograph card of, you know, for, with CM Punk on it. It'd be great. Realistically, I have a feeling AEW could pull something like that off. I don't think they WWE could. would try, but I think AEW could try to pull something. Even even if it was literally a one of one that was like um, an EPAC exclusive one of one, a case hit, you know, something along those lines. That would be a it, good chase for someone. Absolutely, it would be. And I, I, I mean, 
I don't know if I'd go and chase it because I'm not a CM Punk collector. Uh, but I just think if I had, like I said, the liberties of making whatever I want, I would turn it. That's, that's kind of what I could see. I think it'd be kind of full, uh, cool to bridge the two worlds of music and wrestling. Yeah, 100% agree, especially with how synonymous that fits together. I mean, it could be any kind of cool design on it in the back or whatever, or, you know, the bio information in the back could just be a, a quick bio, like how punk, you know, adapted, uh, adopted, I keep saying adapted, adopted that, that song yeah, uh, as moniker, you know, and it'd be kind of cool to have, so. We talk about stories behind the cards and how cards tell stories. Yep. There's a perfect example right there, putting that on the bio and how they got that. Because, I mean, that would be back to the WWE days. It'd still be interesting to hear how that kind of got put together. So great. Yep. What a great idea. And transitioning, you mentioned you're not a CM Punk collector. What do you think CM Punk cards are going to do going forward? I think it's a very interesting debate. Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Uh, like, well, we're not sure about anything other than I think the only sure thing is going to be like a rock. I mean, um, but it, it's tough to tell with him. I mean, there's a there's a there's definitely a divide of people who are fans of CM Punk. There's a lot of people who are diehard CM Punk fans. They uh, they, they love everything he does. Uh, and there's others who just think that maybe he's overrated. And, you know, I mean, it's, it can't be said about any wrestler, though. I mean, or any sure. talent. I mean, of any type of profession, I guess. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I was invested in him in a bit, even during his uh, unhappy WWE days like that. Didn't know he's going to say next, even before the pipe bomb stuff. And, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Let's, let's all be honest though, too. He's never been the most technically gifted wrestler in the ring. Right. Um, but he tells very good stories. Agreed. That's the important thing. Um, you know, Hogan's never been the most technically gifted person, but he told good stories. Um, it's just uh, different flavors for different people. Uh, for me, I think if it, I think he's always going to be one of the greats that people are going to always look towards and, and, and want to collect. I don't think he's going to be a six-figure card. I don't think he's no. going to be – I'd be hard-pressed if he'd be a five-figure card, to be honest with you. Uh, but there's always going to be a collectability with him, and I think if you can find uh, a 2004 you know, Pacific – uh, rookie card of his for you know five ten fifteen bucks pick it up it's a good investment and i think it's going to go you know gradually over time um uh, it'll still be worth something uh beyond what it is today well we we've seen what people are willing to pay for it when he signed with aew remember that whole blow up yeah but it faded so quick right i mean it, it, it was a hype and it came right back down um, and that's kind of the thing, like, again, I'm going to get probably get a lot of ha hate from people like, you know, how dare you just, you just hate, you're a WWE guy, guys. I don't watch any wrestling. Okay. <laughs> I I've always said many times, you listen to anything on, on, on our show, on my show, wherever, uh, I always said, I just treat it like other sports. I just do sports center type of, I, I get all the highlights. I go to ESPN.com yeah. and I grab my information of it, you know, and for wrestling, it's social media, but, um, uh, I, I, don't I think a lot of things that happen in AEW is a hype, 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 hype. It hits, pop. Oh, I expected that. It was so cool. And then it's it just kind of goes down. Like Cesaro is awesome. I think he's a perfect fit for uh that 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 click that he's in now. Um will it translate to I want to see every week now because he's on it? Uh will they book him properly? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, I just see a lot of things happening over there that they book somebody, a big announcement, they come and they fade. 
Like, I don't see that. You think that's just a like cultural thing we're in right now, though? You know, you know, you're probably right. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm overthinking it. I, I agree uh, with you, but it seems like now that you're saying this, I'm like, well, I see that in WWE. I see that in the NFL. I see that with music, and I'm just like, there, there's not a whole be- lot. That's wrestling and everything about. Even wrestling's been that way. Like so many things of like they they capture your attention, and then uh, it doesn't live up to that same standard anymore. So yeah, I mean, you know, some of us watched the Monday Night Wars all the time. And you, we, I tune every week because I didn't know what the hell was going to happen next. Correct. I tune, and I was switching from channel to channel. Even if there was another, uh, there wasn't one. I was just a, a WWE guy, WF guy. You know, I still want to know what, what the hell was going to happen next. I had no clue. Uh, right. And it was fun to watch. Uh, I, did, I don't think that nothing like that really exists for me that I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Chuck sure could say because he's a diehard AEW guy. Uh, that he's like, oh, anytime that person's on the TV, I've got a tuning. So I want, I, I'm invested in that person. I don't, there's nothing out there that invests me in a long-term thing. Like, I don't feel like I've missed anything. Like, oh man, I don't watch AEW and I really want to see CM Punk's return, which I did. I wanted to see it, uh, but I just didn't get into it. And, but now I'm like, eh, eh it's just, you know, I don't hear anything big going on with him. So transitioning it back to cards i agree with you 100 percent. i think kind of the teaching point i want to hear, say here is uh cm punk's going to have a diehard collector base no matter what but yeah. i think the thing that people need to realize and this is uh, this is across the board with wrestling cards and i just don't think people have figured it out yet cardboard irrelevancy there are people who are going to continually sell and be popular and sought after in specific cards hogan rock flair i mean sting maybe uh, Seth Rollins is getting up there. Roman, of course, uh, Becky Lynch, Alexa. There's these names we're going to continually see over and over and over again, especially setting these top. Uh, Andre, that's a, another great example. Speaking of setting records on sales, but we keep getting this groundswell of people that are like, maybe they're popular now, or maybe they were popular. And I'm going to put CM Punk in this and that, you know, maybe he's undervalued or underappreciated. And that could be the case. And while I will agree with that, it's also stated that, hey, the, mass, the, the masses have agreed that they don't want to pay that much money for this person's card and that they're not clamoring to get all of the, this guy's card. And I think at that point, the collectors need to continue to collect whatever they want to collect. And if they're yeah. CM Punk collectors, you've got to have all of them, especially if you're yep. a super collector. But from a market perspective and popularity perspective, it's the same thing with sports. They're, you know, 90% of the Hall of Famers are only collected by the guys who want to collect them. The people aren't collecting them to try to make money off of them because there's just not a lot of money even in them, even though they are Hall of Famers. I hope sure. that made sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, not everybody's going to be into and love Rick Rude as much as the next person or Mr. Perfect or whoever else, which are all legends that people all can agree that, you know, who knows their wrestling history at some degree and some level uh, like, you know, man, those guys put on amazing matches and mm-hmm. I remember these huge, da, 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 but they're not going to translate into cardboard currency. And it shouldn't stop you from buying them either and collecting them. It's just, you know, you got to kind of know that going into sure. it. Like when I'm buying all the carrying cross stuff or you're buying the Luma stuff, like we know that there may be not a huge market for that because we're having fun doing it, but yeah. maybe we can put our, if we're wanting to actually make money or see a good investment or something, maybe we see a cheap all in set. Maybe we see some rock shiny stuff. You know, maybe down whatever. the road, my Loomis collection uh, for whatever it would be worth, you know, 10 years down the road. Uh, you know, maybe I say, you know what? I'm not interested anymore. It's like that the guys, you know, retired or whatever kind of thing. I'm not interested anymore. Now I'm going to sell it all 
and moving on to something that I, I'm more invested into. It's like that. Right. I mean, again, the lane changes can happen anytime. Absolutely. So uh, but for the the time being, I'm having a lot of fun. It's all that matters. Yep. And I hope you guys had fun listening to this. Tony, let everybody know where they can find you. WrestlingTradingCards.com, bottom of every single page. You can find uh, ways to contact us. Use the contact us form on the site if you want to as well. Uh, also, guys, check out Top Rope Wrestling Con. Uh, it's going to be September 16th and 17th uh, in Tampa, Florida. Uh, roster is hopefully going to be updated a little bit more here in the coming weeks as we get permissions from people. And then, uh, you know, I don't know when this is going to air, but of course, we'll be at the National next month. Uh, so uh, come check us out. The National will be hopefully easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see the content and hear how that goes. It's, it, to my knowledge, this is going to be the first even blip on the radar of the national of, of wrestling cards as, as a whole. I mean, you know, sure, people have them there. Sure. But as far as like people there representing with the wrestling card hobby. And showcasing uh, others who are selling possibly or, or talking about just getting conversations going about wrestling cards. Love to hear what other, some of the sellers and dealers are, you know, what their thoughts are on wrestling. Is it, is it selling for them? Did they get into the prism stuff? Did they, you know, are they old time? I mean, it's so much, so much fun. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be good for everyone that's there. Uh, you can find me at Zane morning on all social platforms, wrestling with cards on YouTube, wrestling with cards, the podcast, please subscribe to both of those. And more importantly than those, please subscribe to this show. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a five-star review, whichever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And by all means, share this with a friend. If you, if you thought we brought you value, tell somebody about the show, share it on social media, share it with a friend, a family member, get people to subscribe, just continue to, you know, grow the listener base and grow the, grow the hobby. Cause me and Tony have both said we do this because we love the hobby and we're trying to grow the pie and get more people into it and realize how much fun this is. Anything else before we get out of here? I think that's it, ma'am. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, keep collecting and having fun. So that's all about. <laughs>